I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Our world is run by two different types of companies, public and private. And what you might not know as well is a lot of the private companies out there are actually owned all by the same people. Welcome to the world of private equity. Private equity funds are a pool of money that use that money to invest in privately held businesses. This industry is so large that in August of this year, private equity firms reported $509 billion of dry powder. Now, dry powder is just cash they have available to go out and buy new companies. So in this video, we're going to break down the top five private equity funds in the world. Now, today we're going to talk about some big players, but I have a lot of friends and people around me that do private equity at a small scale. They own a restaurant and they buy up the other neighboring restaurants. They have a farm and they buy up other farms. And if you want to learn more about this, we have another video on how to actually start a private equity fund. Now, coming in at five is Warburg Pincus. Now, before I go any further, I'm going to lean in for a second. These numbers are from investopedia.com. If you want to argue with me, hit me in the comments below. I know there's other funds that we're going to leave out. And by the way, private equity funds typically are very private. They don't share their numbers. It's actually hard to get a top five ranking. So with that, back to number five, we got Warburg. Originally founded in 1939, Warburg was originally an investment bank. However, in 1966, they merged with a venture capital company called Pincus, which then exploded them into this excitement of getting into new private deals. These two companies merged together, really formed the modern day private equity fund. They were one of the first to do this. In 1971, they raised a whopping $48 million on their first round of fundraising and today manage over 58 billion dollars. Now, most of their current investments actually are in the Chinese market. So a majority of the names that I would say you probably wouldn't recognize, but one name that you might recognize is OfferUp, which is the largest mobile marketplace in the United States for buyers and sellers. Coming in at number four is TPG Capital with a whopping $85 billion under management. TPG stands for Texas Pacific Group, and they're one of the largest and most well-known private equity funds in the world. Now, their founder, David Bonderman, has a very interesting story how he got into this industry. David graduated Harvard Law School in 1966, but one case in 1980 changed his life forever. The year was 1980 and citizens of Fort Worth, Texas were fighting against the federal government on a proposed highway, which was claimed to pass through an historic district in their downtown area. And who better to support and represent them than David Bonderman? The guy who hired Bonderman was a man by the name of Robert Bass, who inherited a lot of money from his uncle and was so impressed how David organized and ran this group on this fight against the federal government. He asked David to partner with him on their next business venture. David Bonderman dropped everything and decided to partner up with Robert Bass. In the 1980s, they did numerous leveraged buyouts or LBOs, which they focused on buying struggling household brands. With a great career at Bass, he decided to leave and launch his own group, which then became TPG Capital. Formed in 1993, they actually own a lot of household brands that you'll recognize today. Airbnb, Burger King, Chobani, Fender Guitars, Lenovo, Lifetime Fitness, McAfee Virus Protection, Norwegian Cruise Line, Petco, Spotify, Uber, Vice News, and so much more. Nah, you didn't know those were all connected, did you? Which now brings us to number three on the list, KKR. KKR has a whopping 252 
billion dollars amongst all their funds. And all of this was started in the late 70s in a little diner in New York City. Henry Kravis and Joe Roberts sat down and, and formulated an idea for them to go and get into the private equity game. That little dinner led them to raise over a billion dollars over the next eight years. And today they're huge players around the world, from the Middle East to Europe to the US to Asia markets. They are everywhere. And they did most of these acquisitions by using what's called a leveraged buyout. I mentioned it earlier. A leveraged buyer or LBO isn't that complex. It's where they put down a little bit of cash. They borrow money from a bigger bank or institution to fund the purchase of that asset. And they then grow, they pay off their debt service, and they take huge profits. KKR is reported to have the largest leveraged buyout ever when they bought RJR Nabsico. And again, in 2007, they rebroke their record when they bought Texas Energy for $32 billion. This fund is wildly successful and has ownership in many companies you'll know today. They have huge ownership in Epic Games, yes, Fortnite, Fiserv, Neighborly, Swift, and so much more. Which brings us to number two, the Carlisle Group. Boasting a total of 265 billion dollars. The Carlisle Group is the second largest private equity fund in existence. Founded in 1987 in Washington, D.C., it has over 1,800 employees, which by the way, is pretty small. A lot of these funds, just a side note, if you watch our other videos on funds, funds don't need a lot of employees to be very massive. Hence, when you're making billions of dollars and that flows down only to 1,800 people, you make a lot of money working in private equity or running your own private equity fund. But like KKR, the Carlisle Group was actually founded over dinner as well. And the name Carlisle comes from the Carlisle Hotel in New York City. In the 1980s, they raised over $100 million and it's been lightning speed since then. Carlisle primarily deploys capital overseas, but some of the companies you might recognize is Supreme Clothing and McDonald's China. Now, coming in at number one is the massive, three times bigger than the second place. Blackstone Group. Blackstone touts a $612 billion AUM in their funds. Again, 3Xing the Carlisle Group in second place. Now, Blackstone, with that much money, has their hands pretty much in everything around the world. But I'll walk you through a few stories you might not know about Blackstone. Blackstone was founded in 1985 by Peter Peterson and Steven Schwartzman. They originally started as a mergers and acquisitions boutique and pooled together a few hundred thousand dollars to get started. They then changed their model and moved into private equity and they raised a billion dollars on their first fund, which was a record for that time. The name Blackstone came from their two names being meshed together, Peterson and Schwartzman. Schwartz is German for black and Peta or Petra is Greek for rock. Now in 1987, they joined in a 50-50 partnership with BlackRock and Larry Fink, which if you don't know about BlackRock, they manage just over six and a half trillion, trillion with a T, dollars as an asset manager. I have another video here about BlackRock. They're crazy. They run the world. They're fed backed. I can go for an hour on the rabbit hole of BlackRock. But an interesting part about this story is that Schwartzman decided to sell his shares in BlackRock for a mere $250 million, which is nothing to bat an eye at, but those would be worth 12 billion dollars today if he would have held on. And Schwartzman got on to say that selling those shares in BlackRock were one of the worst business decisions he ever made. We could talk for days about BlackRock's holdings, but they've got holdings in Spanx, Airbnb, Ancestry, Bumble, and so much more. Private equity is all around us, and most companies that you interact today are probably owned by one of these five companies that are on this list. If you want to learn how to start funds or scale funds, you can check out these other videos here. Thank you guys so much for your time. See you in the next video. Bye.
Hey, hey, it's Bridger here. I have four free and simple ways I can further help you to scale your business or fund. Number one, I have a YouTube channel with actually, I don't, to toot my own horn, I think it's decent content on there. Go check it out. Bridger Pennington is a YouTube channel. We go very deep on funds. Number two, I have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com. We go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero. Number three, you can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch and scale funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one? Can we work together? Yes, I don't want to talk about that in here, but if you want to learn more, message me, Bridger at investmentfundsecrets.com or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys, and I'll see you in the next episode.